It's the final rewatch. The final rewatch. Greetings, stranger friends, and welcome back to the final rewatch, where today I'm talking about Chapter 5 of Stranger Things, The Flea and the Acrobat. But before we go back and talk about that episode, uh, there are a couple things I wanted to do first. Number one, um, I didn't realize this, but I looked on the Spotify app. If you go to Stranger Danger, if you listen on the Spotify app, there is a section where you can rate us. I think you can do between five and five stars. I don't think it goes any lower than that. Um, That's me subliminally trying to affect uh, your, your, um, your rating. You can actually give a little star rating to the, uh, to the show, which I assume helps it be found more. I don't know. Um, but let's be perfectly honest. If you're still listening at this point, you must like it. So I'm hoping you'll give some sort of positive rating to it, whether it's there or whether it's over at Apple podcasts. I still want to call it iTunes, but, um, I guess it's just called Apple podcast. Now that's the thing, uh, where I did get two new Reviews. The first one is from a user who gave a five-star review, uh, and the user username is xshawn73. And um, the the name, the spelling of the name, and the number were very familiar to me. So I, I texted someone and I asked them, "Hey, is this you?" And I got a very, very sarcastic response, uh, which proved to me it was him. Thank you to my big brother, Sean, for giving me this nice little review. He says, somebody sponsor this man. This will be a great way to catch up on Stranger Things. He forgot to put the way. I'm putting it in for him. I'm correcting his, um, you know, I love the five rate, the five star rating. It's just, you know, maybe proofread it before you send it, Sean. Okay, I can say that because he's my brother. And, um, you know. He'll probably go back and change it and turn it into a two-star rating. But if he does, I deserve that. I deserve that. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, big brother. Um, I'm the will to his Jonathan. Though I don't know. If I was lost in the woods, I think he'd just be like, oh, I'm sure he'll turn up. Um, I got another rating. This one made me nervous for a second because the the person who gave the review uh, 
their name is horrible, four thumbs down. I thought that was the review at first. I thought, wow, okay, so somebody really, really hates me. No, no, no. I got a five-star review, but the name of the person who gave me the review is horrible for four thumbs down. Literally four little thumb emojis, not the words four thumbs down. And uh, uh, this person wrote, number one podcast in the world. Please shout me out. Stranger Things is the best show ever, and I love your podcast so much. Please keep it up. Please shout out. Then I got three of those um, hands together, like praying emojis. Love you, my man, and a heart. Love you too, horrible four thumbs down. Thank you for the five-star rating. Every time uh, you, you do give a, a rating like this, an angel gets its wings. No, I think every time you do give a five-star rating like this, it does help the show be found more. I did something else today, too. I, um, so I use Anchor to do the podcast, and I went on their blog just because I want to see if there's ever anything new. And they had, a, they had a form there that you could fill out to try to get your show featured in Spotify. I don't know if it would work, but I filled it out. So fingers crossed, maybe somehow this show will be will show up um, somewhere on a on a Spotify podcast homepage, and someone will be like, "Huh, what's this? This seems like a show that lots of cool people listen to. Maybe I shall listen to it too." And then they gather the whole family around for dinner, and then they put on the podcast, and the rest is history. All because I filled out that form. Yeah, I haven't even started talking about the episode. I'm already rambling. Uh, and yet I'm still not going to talk about the episode again because we got new posters, Stranger Things posters. And um, I mean, there's not too much to talk about, but uh, the official Stranger Things Twitter account tweeted out today, uh, May 5th, 2022, Cinco de Mayo at 10 a.m. They love doing stuff at 10 a.m. And it just says, best spring break ever, right? I said it like, I assume that's how California people talk, right? Dude. Uh, and it's just pictures of uh, three of our um, famed heroes. We got Mike. We got Will himself with his cute little bowl haircut. And we have Jonathan with a very moppy haircut. And then we have a new character, the character Argyle, who... Um, has very long, like everyone has such, so much hair. It's just like, man, I remember having that much hair. Never, never, I, the long, my hair was probably more like Will's. Um, I had a haircut in high school where it was long on top. And okay, so my mother cut my hair when I was in high school and she t- did it short around the sides. That was kind of the, the, the cool way of doing it. Or I think it was cool. I mean, I wasn't cool, but I tried to have a cool haircut. And we went to Catholic school, so there was like strict rules for your hair. You couldn't have what they called a like a mushroom. So you couldn't have it shaved around the sides and a big mop on top. And I kind of did, and I got a week's detention for a friggin' haircut. Now, you could have sideburns. There was a guy who had sideburns almost down to like his chin. There were giant mutton chops, no problem at all. But I do a little shave around my head, and boom, a week's detention. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Stranger Things, the four posters. Uh, so Will's hair, Will's got a little mob top. They look so old now. Now, I was looking for any kind of clues or any hidden messages. I don't see anything. All four posters look pretty much the same. You know, we have the, I'm, I call them like the Mind Flayer 
tentacles, but they ignite. It's almost like a lightning. It's almost like a storm. Um, and that's really crazy on one side. The other side's red and hazy. One side's crazy. One side's hazy. Um, and they they're over. Their heads are overlooking like a California suburban skyline with street lights and palm trees and houses. Nothing different about any of them. You're just getting cool character posters. Um, yeah, like maybe the tentacles and the lightning are slightly moved. Really nothing. And um, you got Argyle and Will looking right at you in the camera. But Mike and Jonathan are looking elsewhere. Like, oh, it's like they're looking at something or or trying to notice something. I don't know. Um, oh, the clouds on the right side are, are slightly different for some of them. Well, nope. The buyer's boys have almost the same clouds on the right side. And Argyle and Mike look like they have close to the same clouds. I don't know. They have kind of different clouds. Um, this tells me nothing. This tells me nothing. This makes me guess at nothing. This shows me nothing. Uh, and I'm sure it means nothing. Unless it does. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's really it. Uh, so why don't we talk about the flea and the acrobat i thought i was going to try to do something a little i said i want to be more casual and i'm going to try to do it now um i took a lot less notes in fact for a while i didn't even take notes i just said you know what i'm just going to try to remember uh every what everybody did in this episode the most exciting stuff i feel like happened well i was going to say with hopper but my goodness gracious i mean nancy and jonathan and um you know, not much happened with our, our heroes except, you know, trouble and paradise. And I hate it. I, I say it a thousand times. I love it when groups come, come together, but I hate it when they are separated. And in this episode, we do see a, um, a, a division between our, our ranks of best friends. Uh, and it's unfortunately Eleven is to blame for it. Uh, her her. Because she was so scared, she um, caused she she was deceitful to um, her friends, and you know it caused a big riff between all of them. So we hear the words "upside down" for the first time in this episode. Elle actually says it. There, uh, Lucas, Dustin, and Mike and Elle are all back in the buyer's basement. They're trying to kind of figure out, you know, what was he saying? What what, what, was, what was Will saying? Um, you know, they're trying to figure out what's going on. And L talked about, you mentioned the Upside Down, and they kind of put two and two together, and they used their Dungeons and Dragons, like their knowledge of fantasy, to uh, kind of relate to what the Upside Down is. Um, you know, it's... I, I thought maybe it was a term they got from Dungeons and Dragons. It wasn't. It was what Eleven calls it, and you know they call it the what is it, the Valley of of Shadows, I think, or the Valley of Shales. I forget exactly what it was, but they realize oh, it, maybe it's some kind of alternate dimension, right? Now they go to the they we have the um, the buyer's funeral, which is sad. Um, we got Lonnie with uh, Joyce. I almost feel like I, I just want to go through Lonnie real quick 
Lonnie is there because he's Will's dad. At least that's what we think. He's, he's being the dad, being there. Uh, he drinks with Joyce, tries to comfort her, basically says, you probably need help. Remember your aunt? So maybe she has a history of, of you know mental health issues in her family. Wants Joyce to go maybe talk to someone. You know, he sees the hole in the wall. He sees the lights. Again, it's not irrational for people to be, um, you know, uh, skeptical about what the hell Joyce is talking about. But Jonathan shows up and he's like, you know, he knows that something else, something else is going on here. And he's like, he even says to Lonnie, to his dad, he's like, what are you doing here? You know, you shouldn't be here. You need to stay out of the way. You need to leave her alone. Um, and he doesn't want, he doesn't want him messing around. Now, later on, we see Lonnie at the funeral, shaking hands, thanking people for coming. Uh, and then we see him boarding up the, the, the hole. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, what do you think I'm doing? You, what do you want to freeze for the winter? And when he says, you know, I went over there, I went over to look at it. It just, I was so much, you know, we, you know, who's really to blame for this, right? It's that Statler family. You know, that was, they, someone should really, someone should really do something about them. And when, when he said that this time around, I remember, I remembered, okay, all right. So he, at one point he's taking a shower and Joyce finds in his stuff, a flyer for a, a, a lawyer, a defense lawyer, an injury lawyer. Um, and she calls him out on it. She's like, you, you, you're not here for him. You don't even care about him. He's like, he's my son. I care. He goes, all you want is the money. He goes, we could use the money. The money could go for good. She goes, you just want money. You don't care about anything. He goes, you want it to pay off your debts. He goes, I want it so we could send Jonathan to college. She's like, oh, yeah? Yeah, you want to send him to college? What college does he want to go to? He can go to any college he wants to. She's like, he wants to go to NYU. He's wanted to go to NYU since he was six years old. He's like, then you can send him to NYU. And she's like, get out of here. You get out of here. And she sends him off on his way. I don't remember the next time we see Lonnie, but he's out of here. Get out of here, Lonnie Byers. Nobody wants to see you. Jim Hopper. Let's talk about him, huh? Uh, when we last left him, he was breaking in. Breaking in to the same laboratory that Eleven was breaking out of. He, uh, he found the gate. Let's be honest. This is what he did. He goes in there. And he's sneaking around, snooping around. There are cameras, but um, he's able to kind of evade them a little bit. He ends up running into that head of security guy that he ran into, or that gave him the tour that time. Boom, popped him, pulled the gun on the other guy, took his badge, and was able to maneuver himself, get into the the main lab. He's calling for Will, looking for Will. He runs into this room where he sees a like a stuffed animal and he sees a little drawing on the wall and it says Papa and 11 and there's an adult and a kid and a cat on a table. And it's just like, Oh, you know what that is. And then he gets into the, um, the main lab area and he sees the gate. That thing is like, I'm, I'm thinking Jim, um, you know, you, you took an oath to serve and protect, but buddy, you got to run. But he kind of like almost starts going through it thinking, he's probably thinking, 
did Will run through here? Is Will in here? Where's Will? Um, and he's not fully thinking, what the hell am I doing? As he puts his hand on the gate and then something goes by him. He turns around. He sees a dude in a hazmat suit. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then someone comes up behind him, injects him with something and knocks him out. And they take him captive. No, not really, because he wakes up back in his trailer. I loved that. I loved that they're like, you know what? We're not going to kill this guy. That would draw too much attention, killing the chief of police. We're just going to stick him right back into his uh, his place of, of, of living. We're going to scatter pills and alcohol, and no one's going to believe him. And they're not completely wrong, except there is someone who will believe him. Uh, there are multiple people, but they're thinking like, oh, the cops, the other cops would think he's, he's cuckoo and he comes off a little cuckoo. But Jim Hopper's no dum-dum. The first thing he thinks to do is to look, he thinks, he, he realizes these guys drop me off in my own place. He looks for a bug. He starts tearing that place apart and he finds one. He actually finds one in his light. Uh he pulls the phone out. His deputies come. He's like, oh, yeah, the phone was out. The phone was out. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. They're like, listen, two, two um, hunters had gone missing. Um, he's like, Mirkwood. Like, what? Because he, he knew the spot. The kids called it Mirkwood, which is where Will was missing. And he's like, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Then he goes in. And I guess he had a moment um, because he hooked his phone back up. And he's just kind of collecting himself in his trailer and he calls um he calls his ex-wife and that's sad he's just like hey she's like i told you not to call me here it's like listen i'm sorry i just um i just wanted to to hear your voice for a second and i just wanted to you know say after everything that happened i'd do it again you know i'd i'd uh i'd do everything and then you hear wham wham she's like hold on honey hold on honey i'm sorry i'm sorry jim what He's like, you know, oh, she says, have you been drinking? He's like, I haven't been drinking. He's like, you know what? You know what? I have been drinking. I'm sorry I bothered you. Say, I had a bill for me. I think it was Bill. So in that little brief phone call, what I love in good storytelling to me is, you know, show, don't tell, right? So yes, someone had to say his daughter died. You know, bad writing would be like, Hey, how are you doing? Oh, is that your kid you have with your other family? Like they'd be overselling it, overtelling us where it's just, he's calling his ex-wife. She's like, don't call me here. You don't know what that means. You hear crying. You realize she has a kid. Oh, that's not his kid. She has another family. He says, you know, say hi to your husband, basically. And you realize that this terrible thing happened between these two people. This woman has has found a way to move forward, not move on, but move forward. And Hopper ended up going back to where he started, ended up going back home to Hawkins and just kind of living through his days. That's how it seems. You know, he, he, he mornings are for coffee and contemplation. Nothing much happens in Hawkins. You can have a pretty relaxing life and you can get by and you can just live out your days Unless a, you know, gate to another dimension is opened and uh, monsters come out and attack your townsfolk kidnapping a uh, small boy 
who is the child of a high school friend of yours. Uh, and then all hell breaks loose. So the quiet life that Jim was probably looking for when he came back to Hawkins, he had it for four years. And then it went straight to shit. I think where we last left Joyce uh, is kind of where we last leave Hopper. Um, Joyce is just kind of sulking after Lonnie. She kicked Lonnie out. She hears bang, bang, bang on the door. Bang, bang, bang. And she's like, go away. And she opens the door and it's Hopper holding a little piece of paper that says, don't say anything. Don't say a word. She's like, what? What? And... He goes through, it looks like he goes through every single light bulb. Because, you know, they hit it in the lamp, right? So he sees, oh God, he sees all these light bulbs. He's like, oh my God. And he has to go through just about every single one of them. And he does. And he doesn't find anything. She's like, what is going on? He's like, I just want to make sure they weren't bugging you because they bugged my house. What are you talking about? Who bugged your house? He said, I don't know, the NSA, the CIA, the Department of Energy. I don't know. Joyce, I went to the morgue. What, what? What? I looked. That it it wasn't Will. It was a fake. The look on her face, the look of validation, the look that finally, she's she knows she's not crazy, and now someone with her knows that she is not crazy. And he's like, they know I'm on. They know that I'm on to them. So they bugged me. Um, but the fact that this look of like. Yes, yes, it, you know, I, it, there is, um, you know, I'm not crazy. This is happening. Um, and, you know, I don't think, I mean, she knew it was real, but let's be honest. If it was a mental health issue, she would have thought it was real anyway. We know it's real, uh, but now she sees someone else realize that this isn't all crazy. And there is, you know, um, that, that thing that body, the stuffed boy, is not Will Byers. But, ow, that hurt. Ow. Ooh. I, want, I tried to sound really cool by twisting a bottle cap off of a um, diet root beer bottle um, that I got from a place called Man Orchards. Look it up, kids. Man Orchards. You can get diet root beer. You can get apples. Um... And there's other stuff, but mostly it's diet root beer and apples, I believe. I don't know. Wait a minute. I'm just going to have a little sip. Ooh, yum, yum, delicious. So, like I said, the body's not Will Byers. It's a, it's a stuffed boy. But that didn't stop them from burying the stuffed boy. Now, I guess they didn't get, they didn't pay too much attention to the fact that the boy that they went and stuffed or they went and buried was um, was cut open. No one noticed. They put him in a suit. Maybe they realized it wasn't real. They weren't really looking, you know. Um, those stadies. Speaking of the stadies, when the deputies went over to check on Hopper and told them about the hunters that were missing, um, they said, oh, they found Barber's car. He's like, What? Yeah, they found it um, at some, I think, did they say train station or something? I don't know. Yeah, she must have run away. The You know, the state is really coming, coming through finding these things. And Hopper's like, yeah, sure. So now he knows, you know, something's up with Barb too. 
Um, but back over to the, the body, the fake body is what was buried at the funeral. We see the kids getting ready for the funeral. Um, and what's funny is these kids know that something's up. They, they know that Will's out there. They have hope. And you see all these people there and the kids aren't all that sad because they know that's not Will in there or they truly believe it's not Will in there. They see a girl crying and they're like, oh my God, Will, Will, I can't wait to tell Will that this girl was this, I don't know if it's like she's a popular girl or something, was crying at her funeral. And um, uh, Mrs. Byer's like, Shh, hey, you know, and um, that's when we see Lonnie shaking hands with everybody. Uh, but after the funeral, they go to, um, they go to uh, the Mercy Meal. And Mr. Clark is there. And Mr. Clark tells them, well, they, they start talking to him about science. And you can just see this guy loves teaching and loves science. But also, there's a connection there because he, he was probably like them growing up. In other words, he was into the nerdy stuff, the geeky stuff, the stuff that, that, that you and I like. You know, Honestly, the stuff that's cool... It's just the quote-unquote cool kids don't often take the time to realize just how freaking cool it is. Um, because, And why do I say that? Because Mr. Clark um, knew, knew what Dustin was talking about uh, with you know the, uh, the Valley of, of Shadows and, and the Dungeons and Dragons. So he obviously played Dungeons and Dragons with his friends. And now he sees these kids doing the same. He probably told them about it, you know? Hey, do you ever try this game? Something like that, you know? Um, and they had this, he had this cool kind of um, discussion with them about the idea of alternate dimensions and, um, you know, like the, the idea of multiple dimensions. And that's the kind of things you see in like multiverses, you see in comic books and superhero movies, in Spider-Mans and Doctor Strange's, uh, different dimensions, another dimension, another dimension. Um and all all these different Earths, like uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, you see in the DC world or on the CW. Um, but they're like, no, not really that. They're like, that's when Dustin's like, an evil dimension, like the Valley of Shadows. Um, you know, how would someone get to that? And he's like, well, you could look at it like this. And this is where he talks about the flea and the acrobat. He goes, picture yourself as an acrobat. You're on this high wire. And... You can walk. You can only go two ways. You can walk forward or you can walk backwards. But if you're a flea on that same wire, you could go on the side. You can go uh, underneath, upside down. You can go all, all over the place. And that is, you know, how different things can travel. That's like the theory. This is all theory, he's saying. But different things can travel through um, to others, you know, other parts of a dimension, other dimensions. And he's like, well, what you'd need is enough power to poke a hole through these dimensions and create a gate. <gasps> enough energy to create a gate. And he goes, but if anything like that happened, it would disrupt the magnetic, you know, um, pull of the earth and uh, something like that. Please don't quote me. And, you know, um, it could swallow us up whole. But again, guys, that's just theory stuff. But yeah, they're like, great, 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 cool. Um, so they're... When they're back at the buyer's house trying to figure out what to do, where would they even look for the gates? 
um, Dustin realizes, he's like, get your compasses out. And what I, there's something funny about Dustin is he is infinitely confident in his, in his talking. And he is, he doesn't suffer fools, I think is the term for his friends. He does not have any patience for them sometimes where he can downright be a jerk, but that's just him. Like, what, what's wrong with you? you guys don't know, you guys don't understand how compasses work. Uh, there's no batteries. You see any batteries? Um, the compasses were all acting weird because um, they should all be pointing toward the magnetic North Pole, but they weren't because something was messing with the magnets. And where, whatever wherever the compasses were pointing is probably what was messing with the magnets. So they realize this is our chance to go and see um, probably where the gate is. This probably would lead us right to the gate. And you see Eleven is like, er, I don't like this very much. But they're like, come on, let's go. So the four of them go along and they're walking on subway, on, on subway, they're walking on trail train tracks. It reminded me of Stand By Me. I brought up Stand By Me the other day. This reminded me again of Stand By Me, just four kids walking on a train track, um, you know, on an adventure. Uh, two by two. A train didn't come while they were on the bridge and they didn't have to run for their lives. But um, that just reminded me of that a little bit. The thought of where they were going really did have an effect on Eleven. Um, she had a couple flashbacks. One, she's with uh, Brenner and she's like, you know, how far? He's like, yeah, we have to go farther. I, I can't do a, a Matthew Modine. Basically, she's like, the tank, the bath... They put her. They put her in these weighted clothes. Put an oxygen mask, uh, oxygen helmet over her, and throw her in a sem- sensory deprivation tank, basically, so that she could really focus on her powers. We get a little flashback of that. Um, you know, while they're heading back towards where they're going, and um, for the first time, we see her use her powers, and we see what she sees in the void. She can focus on someone. And in this void, she can see just them. It's like, I don't know if it's like this, but when Superman, they say he has super hearing, but if he can just focus, he can focus on one voice, then he can he can kind of find where that is. It's almost like that, except this is much more like um, extra paranormal, sort of, I don't know, because she could, she's in this, this, Void, which is, I don't know if it's her mind or if it's the void of, of, of thought in the world. I'm not sure exactly how to describe it, but you all know what I'm talking about. All, everything's in black. And she is, you know, she sees one thing, this Russian guy. She can walk right up to him. He has no idea he's there because he's not there. He's wherever he is talking, but she can kind of sneak up on him in this like interdimensional void and um, he's like, you know, speaking in Russian, I'm not even going to attempt. I don't know what he was saying. But was, what was interesting is that somehow she can hear it. And I don't know if she had a microphone and they could hear it through her. They could actually hear it. So, again, this is all about spying on the Russians, right? That's what all they, they, they're using the LSD to try to make powers. They tried it on, on Terry Ives. Somehow it worked on her daughter and they kept her and have been testing and trying things with her for years until she escaped and 
went to Benny's and got him killed. Right? So while they were walking along, you see, you know, Mike keeps walking at 11 stops a second. You do see a little blood coming out of her nose and you're thinking, I thought, huh, why is that? And then I realize, and we see later, she's using her powers. They end up circling back and heading back the way they came. She messed with the compasses. She doesn't want to go so bad. And she's so frightened. Like, Lucas is like, is she acting weird? He, and Dustin says, you, are you asking me if the weirdo's acting weird? Like, weirder than usual. Uh, she's so frightened that um, that she completely messes with them. She does what friends don't do. She deceived them. And um, they, Lucas figures it out. And he's like, you don't want us to find our friend. You probably did something to her. You're talking about a monster. Maybe she's the monster. And Mike's like, cut it out. And they start fighting. And then Eleven's like, stop it. And boom, Lucas flies off, smashes into this thing, gets knocked unconscious for a second. Dustin and, and Mike are like, what did, what, what? Oh my God, Lucas, run over. Luckily, they wake him up, but Lucas is pissed. He heads off. Um, Mike is like, oh my God, what did you do? And then he looks and Eleven's gone. So Eleven is gone. Mike and Dustin don't know where she is. Lucas is, went off. Dustin's like, let him go, man, let him go. Lucas is pissed. So I know we have a little break, a little division in our group, and I hate it. I hate it. But um, it'll all work out because they all still are on the mission to get Will Byers. Um, I forgot to mention also, while she was in the void, she heard something and she started freaking out, probably saw the the um, the monster, the the Demogorgon, She's like screaming, ah, you know, they finally got her out of there. Um, and another thing was uh, they showed when Brenner overheard um, the whole thing that went on with Joyce and Will in the wall because they bugged her place and the radio um, from the school. So, and Brenner's like, she was there. So she knows he's there, sends out a guy the same mustachioed man that showed up at the buyer's house. Now he's at the school looking at the radio. And um, I like the principal's like, some of the non-athletic types like to use these things. Um, and usually they work with Mr. Clark. They go, Mr. Clark, huh? I'm thinking, uh-oh, that's not good for Mr. Clark. Uh, and then I wrote down, I wish Mr. Clark was more part of this. He is like right on the outside of things. He's been helpful more than he realizes. And... Um, but he's not um he's not part of the gang. He doesn't know what's going on. Like he helps Joyce in the future, but we don't know he doesn't know everything. And I hope that changes. I love reveals. I love when people uh, find, you know, someone gets added into a group and they realize, "Oh my god, all this craziness is going on." And gosh darn it, I think Mr. Clark deserves that in the future, don't you? Um so the only other group I haven't really talked about at all, uh, and I realized I thought I was going to do go quicker than uh, usual, but I did start late talking about the posters and some of the uh, podcast, um, Apple podcast reviews. So I'm just going to keep going because um, the diet root beer is now in my body. And uh, I don't know if that sounds weird, but the, the, I'm drinking the diet root beer to help wake me up a little bit because it's like 1030 at night here. And um, I was getting tired. 
Sometimes you might hear pauses because all of a sudden I'd just talk and then I'd have a talking yawn and I'd so- this is how it sounded. I'd sound like this. So I'd pause it so I didn't sound like I was just all of a sudden um, sounded like the guy from, you know, uh, King of the Hill or I don't know. Anyway, the group I haven't talked about yet are um, our, our older teens, Steve, Nancy, and Jonathan. Ah, delicious root beer. Steve's in this for only one second. So this is our first evidence of Nancy being pretty badass. While they're at the funeral, uh, Jonathan and Nancy start mapping out what they're going to do. They're like, all right, this monster's been seen here at Steve's. It's been seen at our house. And it's been possibly seen, um, you know, in the woods here. So that's three places, like all within a mile. Maybe it doesn't go very far. What are we going to do? We're going to kill it. Nancy, uh, Steve goes right into his dad's car, pulls out a revolver, and it's like, okay, they mean business. Later on, we see Nancy, you know, swinging a bat. And as the seasons go on, you realize, like, Nancy is, to me, like the pseudo leader of all the kids. You know, she's the one that if there's going to be a fight, she's first. Steve's pretty close. Jonathan's right there. But Nancy's first. Um, and right, you see evidence of that. She doesn't want to be, you know, just, she's not just this, you know, stereotypical 80s teen girl, suburban teen, you know, uh, kid. She wants to be badass. And you see that here. You see her swinging the bat, practicing when Steve comes up. He's like, whoa, 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 that's not for me, right? And he tries the sweet talker, tries to take her out to a movie to go see all the right moves starring Tom Cruise. Um, but she's like, you know, I really, I really can't. He's like, oh, okay. Okay, now she's not blowing her, him off for Jonathan yet. But she's like, you know, maybe another time. Um, I'll give you a call later. Gives him a smooch. He goes on his way. And Steve takes it okay. He's like singing, um, old time of rock and roll as he walks off. And you start to see, you know, Steve wants to go to a movie because he doesn't realize, you know, there's monster men and dimensions and kids with powers. He just thought there was a tragic accident. And um, he'd like to get back to some normalcy. Uh, We don't yet realize, you know, think about this. Watching this episode, we still don't realize the greatness of Steve Harrington. Uh, You and I know it at this point, but imagine us watching this episode for the first time ever. We don't realize just how amazing Steve Harrington will become. And um, it's going to be fun to start seeing it you know, come out uh, and think, wait a second, him, he's this, that guy, he's going to do what? I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, so we see Jonathan and I wrote down, Jonathan can't shoot for shit. He's like, I haven't, I haven't shot anything since uh, I was nine. My dad took me out hunting, made me kill a, a rabbit. I cried for a week. Um, Cause Lonnie is kind of a, a D, you know, I'll let you decide what the D's for. I like that joke. I used it again. So um, Nancy's like, oh, that's so sad. She goes, can I hold this? She takes the gun and boom, hits the can on the first shot. Uh, So they're out in the woods looking around. And they do have a little bit of an argument because uh, he's, you know, they're talking. Oh, she talks about her parents, how she was young. He had a nice job. They got a nice, basically she settled for him. I don't even know if they're in love. 
he talked about, I guess my parents were in love at some point. She's like, I don't think my parents were ever in love. And they're together. Um, it's almost like, you know, Karen, Karen, right? Settled. And um, it was just like, it's sad to her thinking of her parents that way. Um, but she nailed that can. But they did argue a little bit in the woods, um, talking about, you know, the talking about the camera. What were you doing? Oh, because um, Jonathan was like, you know, I took a photo and it told me that you were someone who was trying to fit in, but you didn't want to be that way. And she's like, bull crap. I'm sorry. You, you know, you don't know me from one photo or because I date Steve Harrington. He's actually a pretty good guy. He's like, you know what? That's fine. He can be. It doesn't mean I have to like him. She's like, fine. He goes, I don't like most people. He's in the majority. So they, they're arguing. It's almost like you could see the writing on the wall. Like, uh-oh, there's a little tension here. Maybe something will come out of it. It, it doesn't happen yet. But it happens in real life, too, which, um, you know, you. so the chemistry is real. Uh, but at the end of the point, you you um, you um realize uh, there's something out there. Like, what was that? She's like, Sh- shut up, shut up. And they hear, me, me, me. They go over and they see a deer. And the deer looks like it was hit by a car. And Jonathan's like, you know what? I'm not nine years old anymore. Takes the gun out. He's like, I'll put it out of its misery. And here I go, and the deer gets sucked away. You're like, what? What the hell? Now, if I was 16 years old, 17 years old, I would first thing I would do when that happened was I would completely wet myself. Then in my wet jeans, I would turn the opposite direction of the deer, and I would run. I would run until I was out of breath. I'd I'd throw up then. Then I'd keep running until... I was back home on that cul-de-sac in my house. But Nancy's like, well, let's go towards the deer. Let's go towards whatever took that. And they go together. I'm like, what is going on here? Then they get separated. She finds, like, she hears growling through a, a giant hole in a tree. And her first thought is, you know what? I should probably go investigate. That's when you realize uh, Nancy Wheeler is badass. And I'm almost positive earlier in this episode, I said the buyer's house when they're at the Wheeler's house. And I might've said buyers a couple times when I meant to say Wheeler, I caught myself. That's all right. That's all right. I, I, I don't have as copious notes as I will when we get to stranger things Four. So there's my uh, apology for the mistakes. Um, wow. This episode ends up being almost one of the longer ones. This is crazy. So Nancy crawls, into the little hole in the tree and it keeps going it keeps going and then she comes out on the other side of the tree you're like what the hell ladies and gentlemen Nancy Wheeler is in the upside down we haven't been there since Barb woke up in the pool and now Nancy's there and she's like what is that over there? And we see the monster, the Demogorgon. We see it eating upon the deer that it took. And Nancy's like, what is that? And then she starts stepping away, steps on a, a little branch. The monster turns and sees her, starts going for her. You hear her scream. Jonathan can hear it um, a little bit wherever he is. And is like, What? Nancy, 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 where are you? Picks up her bag because he doesn't know to look in the tree, starts going away. And then the door on the tree, the little hole in the tree starts closing up. 
And it's like, what? And the episode ends. And that's the flea and their acrobat. Um, ladies and gentlemen, why was that tree a gate? Like, I forget. How, how was that explained ever? I can't wait to find out. Like, do we get other little gates? That's what I don't remember. I know we have the main gate. Maybe this was a second. Well, no, because we almost had the gate in Will's house. Okay, okay. The gate can kind of be wherever Demogorgon wants it to be. It closes up. Remember, the, there was the, uh, it tried to go through the wall. There was enough um, kind of, uh, it was thinned enough that you could, that Will and Joyce could see each other, but then it closed up. Later on, we will see something at the school. Um, okay, it's all making sense. So it, it it made it tore its hold through the tree, and then it went back through the tree with the deer, and then it closed up. But with Nancy Byers, Nancy Wheeler, on the other side, um, that's it. I'm done. I can't believe it. I I was like, you know what? I'm just going to talk about it quickly. Twenty minutes. I can't do it. I can't do it. I got to keep going. I got to keep talking. Keep talking. Keep rocking. So um, here we are, five days in a row. Um, again, I have that duffer buffer day in there. Um, I wonder if that's going to be tomorrow already. Could tomorrow be a day without an episode? I don't know. I only say that because my wife and I are babysitting, uh, my niece and nephew. I'm sorry. They're old enough now that we're just sitting them. They say we're not babysitting them, but we are. Um, but before work tomorrow, I could probably watch and quickly talk about it. So I doubt tomorrow's Duffer Buffer Day. Um, so until tomorrow, my friends, because, yep, I'm going to say it right now, I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Episode six, chapter six of the final rewatch. I want to thank everybody again for listening and subscribing. I want to thank Horrible Four Thumbs Down and XSean73 for their Apple Podcast Reviews. I want to thank everybody who clicked on the Spotify review and gave um, gave us stars. We're at like 4.8 stars. I say we um, because it sounds cooler, but uh, me. I don't know. Thank, thank you for giving me all those stars. But it's we because we're together. You know, Stranger Danger probably wouldn't still be going if it wasn't for you guys, the listeners out there. I started it for a while. Then I took a hiatus then I started up again. Then I was really bad and lazy. And then I was like, wow, people are actually finding this and listening to this. I need to keep doing this. So thank you so much for uh, keeping me uh, going on this podcast. You know where to find me on Twitter and on Instagram. It's Geek Mentality. The show can be found on Twitter at StrangerDPod. And all roads lead back to the website fansnotexperts.com. So thank you once again for listening and subscribing. And until next time, don't go in that tree, Nancy. Goodbye, stranger friends, and stay stranger. Don't forget, no matter what, stay stranger. But don't go in that tree.
Fabs not experts.